Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Um, so this week in, in, in just studying this and, and, and reading this out, I wanted to be sure and I wanted to be sure and I just went through it again several times. So here's what happened to the wise man. Here's what happened to him. Verse 25, the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. The rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. That's what happened to the wise man. Okay, let's, let's see what happened to the foolish man. Verse 27. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Go back to verse 25. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. I just wanted to be sure about that. That there is no difference in the outside atmosphere of the wise man and the foolish man. That both of these men experienced the exact same thing. Very important to understand this. Very important to understand this. Because you have to know that just because you're in church tonight, just because you love Jesus, just because you're a Christian, just because you hear the word of God, and whether you do the word of God or whether you do it not, it doesn't matter. The rain descended, the winds blew, the flood came, and beat upon that house. There there is no difference here. And 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 I specifically... Just read it several times for you so you can see what I see is there is no variation here. There, there, there is no just there's not even a, just a little bit of a of, of just a slight change between the wise man and the foolish man. It is word for word verbatim. So it doesn't matter in these two men's life how they fall in, in the great scheme of being saved or not saved. They both experience life in the same way. Exactly. No, no variation. If, if there was a variation here, if there was a slight variation, even a word, I would have searched it out. Uh, if a comma had been placed somewhere else, if the period would have failed in a different place in the sentence, I, I, I would have searched that out and tried to find out what is the difference between these two men. But there is no difference between these two men. And I think it's very important to focus on this tonight before we move on any further in this lesson that you need to know that just because you're here tonight does not make you special and that nothing bad will ever happen to you in your life. Many, I've seen many people have their minds completely blown because something bad happened to them. And they're like, Pastor Chavis, I'm going to church. I'm paying my tithe. I, I love my wife. She loves me. I love my husband. He loves me. There's nothing wrong. I'm not sinning. I'm not openly sinning. You know, my, I might slip up every now and again and think a bad thought or say a bad word when I hit my thumb with a hammer or something like that. You know, I the old man's still in there sometimes, but uh, you know, overall, I'm doing good, and I don't understand why this is happening. Well, it's happening because you're a man. You're a human. That's all. The, the, for, for the storm to come requires nothing other than being a man, being a human being. For there to be trial, tribulation, and trouble in your life, the only requirement is, is that you are breathing. That's it. If you're alive, if you're breathing, you're going to have people betray you. 
If you're alive and you're breathing, people are going to hurt your feelings. If you're alive and you're breathing, people are going to do you wrong. If you're alive and you're breathing, people are going to steal money from you. If you're alive and you're breathing, people are going to talk about you. If you're alive and you're breathing, people are going to lie on you. This is going to happen. And, and, and if you're alive and you're breathing, there will be trouble in your life. There'll be pain in your body. There'll be suffering in your mind. There'll be trouble in your family. There'll be trouble in your marriage. There'll be trouble in your bank account. It's just, it's, just, it's the storm. The, the, the only difference between these two men is who stood through the storm. Storm came. And it was the exact same storm. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew. Exactly the same. There's no difference here. They both experienced the same thing. The only difference in these two men is who got their house washed away and who stood. And the one that stood, the only, the only difference was, is that he did what he heard. This is, this is so important that, you, that, you, that we understand this because I want to kind of, I'm going back a little bit. If you, if you weren't here last week, that's fine because I'm going, always summarize. I'm going back a little bit. The only difference between these two men is that one did what they heard and one did not do what they heard. That's it. Same rain, same flood, same wind. And watch this. Same word. Same word. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. The only difference is one did it one didn't do it. They both heard it, heard it clear, heard it plain, heard it just like in, in, in a room this big tonight with, with, with maybe 200 people in the, in the whole house, maybe 150, 160 in this room tonight, maybe 175, I don't know, my calculator's broken. You know, there will be people, all of you in this room will hear this word tonight. Whether you're paying attention or not doesn't matter. You will hear this word tonight. The only difference in your life will be when I hear the word, do I go and do I apply the word that I heard? Do I do the word that I heard? And, and this is the problem with church. And I'm, I'm going to go a little back, go a little ways back. Last week, I, I, I made this statement, and I want to make it again tonight because I, I, I believe it's worth repeating. This is why sometimes as a pastor that's been uh, pastoring for seven years, been ministering for uh, another seven years, but i got 14 years of ministry now, I've preached in front of crowds of 20, and I've preached in, 20, in front of crowds of 20,000 plus. So I, I, I've, I've, I've been on every level of ministry that, that there can be. I've preached in front of saved people. I've preached in front of unsaved people. I've done block parties where there was hardly nobody out there who knew the word of God, and I had to preach it on a very elementary level. And I've preached in front of preachers, just a room full of ministers, and had to preach at a level to which I was ministering to ministry. So I've preached. I have a problem with altar call. It's a problem with me because I see people come to the altar and they will respond to the word, tears, and oh God, I heard that word and it, it pricked my spirit and oh God, I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better. And it gives you a sense of completion. It gives you a sense of relief as if that moment in the altar fixed you. It didn't fix you. The, the only way you can do the word is to go home and do it. But it gives us a false sense of completion. It, give us a, it gives us a false sense. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not, please come to the altar. Please pray. Please weep tears. I, I, 
I want you to. We, we need the altar in the house of God. There, there is a biblical connection to the altar. But the altar is where I receive the word. My house is where I apply the word. My, my job is where I apply the word. And my family is where I apply the word. And my, and my marriage is where I apply the word. And my finances is where I apply the word. The word of God comes forth. The pastor preaches. You need to pay your tithe and you hear it. But a lot of you don't do it. You hear it. You say, well, that's, you know, that's a good word and it makes sense. But the bills, you know, the bills are a lot. And I got, you know, just trouble. So, you know, I'm not going to pay this month because I got a lot going on. Well, you're hearing the word, but you're not doing the word. And, and I could preach a, a message on forgiveness. And you'll hear it, and you'll be like, man, that's so good. And you know what? I, I need to forgive him, and I should forgive her. And, and, and you, know, I, you know, I probably should go because the Bible says that if I come to the altar and my, I know that my brother's mad at me, I should leave my gift, and I should go to my brother, and I should try to make And that, that's real good word. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to do it. I mean, because I ain't talking to him. You know, it ain't happening. I'm not talking to her. She did me wrong, and I'd rather slap her than even breathe air. So, I mean, it's a good word, Pastor. Sounds good, but I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm not actually going to do it. That's foolishness, according to the word of God. And here's the deal. You don't know that you're foolish until there's trouble in your life. And you don't know that you're wise until there's trouble in your life. Because your house can look good. The house can look fantastic. This, this is the problem that we have too in the church is that we see people who we know are not living right, not doing right. We know they're sinners. We, you know, we know that they're not living for God. We know that they're not keeping the things of God righteous. We know they're not righteous people, but it looks like their life is just amazing. The house that they're building, not only just maybe even, maybe even their physical house, maybe even, you know, they're, they're, they, we, we watch their marriages, we watch their finances, and the house that they're building that we get to see, it looks just so perfect. Like, wow, it's just, you know, you know wh- why is this? And even David says this in the book of Psalms. He says, how is it that I see the wicked prosper? He's like, how do I see that? It's because the house may look good. The Bible doesn't say anything about the houses, the structure of them, what color they were, how well they were built. The problem is not the house. The problem is the foundation that the house is built on. Because the rain, the floods, and the winds are the same. And how someone who has applied the word of God to their life receives it and deals with it. This person over here happens to them. And, 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 and they see it and they feel it and they experience it and they're, and they're angry and mad and they, and they, you know, cut people off and they, and they, and they hurt people's feelings and, and they go and seclude themselves and isolate and hurt people and hurt themselves and they're mad and angry and they, and they cuss and they fuss and why me and they blame everybody. And the same exact thing happens to somebody else and it, it just seems like they just get through it better. And you're like, well, what's happened? Well, this person had no word in them. This person had applied the word of, you know what? I'll forgive those that spitefully use me. I'll pray for those who, you know, who, who spitefully use me. And you know what? It, it's rough. But you know what? God is good. And he's, it's all working for my good because all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And it's easy to say that scripture, but it is, is it easy to live it out? This is what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, whosoever heareth it and doeth it, he's a wise man. And whosoever heareth it and don't do it, he's foolish. 
Both of them are hearing the word. Both of them are experiencing the word, but all of them are not doing it. Let me read for you some very interesting scriptures that I found this week. Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel 33. Uh, I want to read for you verse 1 through 5. Let's read Ezekiel 33, verse 1 through 5. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a, upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast, and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet, and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard it, and he didn't do anything. He says, if a man hears the sound of the trumpet, they're saying, hey, there's trouble coming, and, and, and the watchman would blow the trumpet. Now, many theologians believe that Ezekiel 33 is speaking of the preacher who preaches the word of God and declares the word of God and warns the people, hey, listen, this is what you need to do. This is where things are right. This is where things are wrong. He said, if, the, if you hear that and you don't take any warning, you heard the sound of the trumpet, but you didn't take any warning, if the sword comes and take him away, his blood is on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. Verse 5. They both heard it. One didn't do anything about what he heard. His blood shall be upon him. But one heard it, and he took warning, and he shall deliver his soul. It's really not about the word that you hear. It's about the word that you do. Amen. Uh, we're, not, we're not running aisles tonight, but I'm preaching. And I'll just amen myself if I have to. Because we have uh, learned how to do church really good. And we can hear it. And we love it, and we talk about it. Oh, he's my favorite preacher, my top five. Oh, I just love a pastor preacher. When he's my good preacher, but if you don't do it, who cares? I listen to preaching all the time. I, do, I in my car at home. I just I just love preaching. Well, that's fine. Do you do any of the preaching that you hear? Do you do you actually live it out? Do you live out the things that are being preached by the watchmen? Do you you you've heard the sound of the trumpet, but what are you doing now to respond to the sound of the trumpet? Watch Ezekiel 33. Uh, again, we're going to stay in Ezekiel 33. Watch verse 30 because this is, this is super interesting to me. Verse 30 says, Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and they speak to one another, every one of them to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. You got to, you got to come. Hear this preacher. Mm-mm-mm. Come. Hey. He said, Ezekiel, they're talking about you. you got, have you heard about Zeke? Oh, Zeke can preach. You got to come. Come, I pray. You got to hear this man preach. It's unbelievable what the word of the Lord is saying. What's verse 31? And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with, they, with their mouth they show much love. That's a good preaching, preacher. My God, preacher was, woo, that's fire today. But... They will not do them. For their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. Their mouth is saying, what, what a good word, but their heart's following what they love. Good preaching, preacher. That's some good preaching. Top five message today, pastor. 
but you're not going to do anything about it. It's it's Wednesday night. Calm down. It's going to be good. And lo, thou art unto them, watch this, and lo, thou art unto them as a very pleasant song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. Mm. When they heard you, it was like Teddy Pendergrass, this pleasant voice. They heard you. When they heard you singing, mm, it was so good. It was like Otis Redding. These arms of mine. Y'all don't know about that. He said, when they hear it, it's like, it's like sweet, sweet sound to them. And, and they listen and they love it, but they don't do it. This is what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about wise and foolish. They hear it. They love it. They tell their friends, you got to come here. This preacher preach. Well, well, what have you done that he preached? Oh, I ain't done nothing that he preached, but it's real good, though. You know what? One of the most devastating things, one of the most devastating things in your life could be is that you hear the word of God and you know it was for you, but you never did it, never applied it, never lived it out. And then later on in your life, that is the exact thing that you needed to do in that moment. It's like God calling down to Noah. Noah, I'm angry with these people. Noah, I will make it flood upon the earth. Noah, build me a boat. And Noah, I want you to make it like this. Make it this size, this wide. Pitch it inside, pitch it outside. I want one window, one door. All this stuff that he tells Noah. And then he don't speak again. God doesn't speak again. He doesn't speak one more time. Now, what if Noah would have been like, man, that was awesome. Unbelievable. Did you hear that? No, Noah, we didn't hear that. God just spoke to me. It was, I, I, I was, I levitated. He was just talking to me. Whew, man, I hope he does that again. But no, Noah heard the word and he went and did it. And people's like, hey, Noah, you're foolish. The Bible tells us that they, that they railed against Noah. That Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And the men of his time Called him a fool. Hey, Noah, you're a fool, bro. What are you doing? It's going to rain. We don't even know what rain is, bro. We never heard no rain. I'm telling you, the rain's going to come from the sky, and it's going to come from the earth. Y'all going to die. One word from God. One word from God, and he did it. And when that door closed, and the hand of God closed the door, and him and his sons had to listen to their neighbors crying out and dying because nobody could swim because there was no rock. And Noah turns and looks at his family and realizes everything I love is in this boat. Thank God I did what the word told me to do. And I don't know, in your life, it's not about the rain, it's not about the flood, it's not about the wind. That's coming, guaranteed. It's about will you do what you heard? Will you do what you heard? I'm reminded of times in my life when God spoke to me and it sounded so crazy, but I did it anyway because I knew it was God and it was the right thing to do. I'm reminded of times that my pastor, my father, asked me to do things or told me not to do things. And in the, time, in the moment, I was like, what? Why? 
what, what is this? But I did it anyway. You know, I feel like Abraham, the word of God says, Abraham, leave. Just go, just leave. Just start walking, Abraham, and I'll, I'll, I'll direct you. Just, just walk. And the Bible says that with Abraham moved with fear and went where God told him to go, not knowing where he went. But just went because the word of God said, I don't even know where I'm going. But little did Abraham know that everywhere he set his feet, God said, that's yours, that's yours, that's yours, that's yours. Just because you went, just because you went, because you did the word and it seemed foolish and it seemed ignorant. The only thing really foolish is you hearing it and not doing it. That's the only thing foolish. And you can build a nice house and you can fool me and you can look good and you can have it all together. But what is it built on? And I see people rebuilding their lives over and over again. Vicious cycles, vicious cycles. And they just keep rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding. And it's like, listen, just stop. Don't build another thing. Until you get on the right foundation, don't build nothing else. Stop building something. And just, until you get on the right thing, until you're building it on the right thing, don't build nothing else. It's just going to get washed away with life. It's going to get washed away with every wind of doctrine. It's going to get washed away with every foolish mistake you make and every foolish decision you make. Don't build nothing else. Just stop right now and get on the right thing. And I don't care if you build a shack, baby, but at least build it on the right thing. Because I'd rather have a shack that could stand up in the evil day than have a big house. And the Bible say what a great fall it was. And the fall of that house was great. Fall of that house was great. I'd rather be living in a tent on a rock than on a mansion on a foundation that would give and break under the weight of life. Just life. Nothing, no, nothing super crazy, just life. Nothing too far-fetched, just life. Just, just hear these sayings of mine and do with them. And we say, yeah, we... We hear, we do, but do we really? It's amazing to me that in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus begins with, judge not. That's, 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 that's Matthew 7 chapter 1. Judge not. How we deal with other people matters to God. How we look at our brothers and sisters matters to God. And I can say that tonight, but if we don't do that, if we keep judging people, we keep being judgy, we're going to be in a mess. Your, your foundation, this is, this is the foundation that God's trying to build, build your life on. And, and one of those foundational principles that God's preaching in Matthew chapter 7, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wife. Who, the, these sayings, they begin at Matthew chapter 1. And the first saying is, be careful how you treat other people. Don't judge people because you don't know what they've been through. And, and until you can fix the beam in your eye, just be careful with trying to get splinters out of everybody else's eyes. And this, this is how God starts this moment. Is he, he tells us, hey, be careful how you judge people because that's the same judgment that you're going to get. Be easy how you judge a situation because you don't really know. You may think you know, but you don't know. And while you're trying to get the splinter out of their eye, there's a stick sticking out of your eye. There's a branch with a leaf on it sticking out of your eye. While you're trying to get the splinter out of their eye. And then he said, listen, when you get the beam removed from, first, first, first he says, you're a hypocrite. But then he says, when you get the beam removed from your eye, then you can go and get the splinter out of your brother's eye. Which is to say, as soon as you get a 100, won't you go help somebody else? But as long as you're 99, don't, don't, don't try to help nobody. 
Until you, got, until you are 100% perfect, don't be touching other people. Get your finger out of your neighbor's eye. Mm. Poke your neighbor in the eye and tell them the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. Mm. Get your finger out your neighbor's eye. We, we all, it is a human condition to want to get something out of somebody's eye. It's the human condition to fix people. I want to fix everybody. I want, to, I want to know your business and fix your business. and It's just a human condition. Well, the human condition will send you straight to hell. You know that, right? The human nature will send you straight to hell. That's why you got to do what 2 Peter chapter 1 said and take on the divine nature. Remember, remember, remember 2 Peter chapter 1? I just preached a whole series on it. Remember that when God says that the seventh step of spiritual maturity is brotherly kindness. Judge not so you don't be judged. And then he said, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Verse 6, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you or bite you. Dogs and swine in this case are ungodly people. And he said, don't, don't, don't cast what is holy, what has been set aside for God. For unholy, unrighteous people. This is the same thing that Dave was talking about in, in, in um, Psalm chapter 1 when he says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the, un- in the counsel of the ungodly. That you have a blessed life if you just keep all that stuff that you've set aside for God away from ungodly, unholy people. There's some relationships that you should not have. Let me say it again. There are some relationships that you should not have. Don't cast what is holy before the pigs and the dogs. And we do not flirt to convert. Amen? You got to be careful that what God has set aside to be holy, what God has set aside to be righteous, what God has set aside and said, this is for the kingdom of God. This is for the purpose of God. This is for the purpose of the kingdom. That, that, that we don't expend that to ungodly people. Because there are some great anointings and great talents and great abilities that have been stripped away from the church because of the people certain people decided to hang around with. You are the sum of the books you read, the movies you watch, and the people you hang around with. That's what you are. You are the sum of those things and the places that you go. And you can pray all you want to, but if you're not willing to change your behavior, you can't change. That's the application of the word of God. That's the, this is the application of the word of God. You can, you can come up here and you can pray. You can speak in tongues. You can do whatever you want to do. And, and if you're an alcoholic, you can come in here and pray, God, take alcohol from me. I want to go on. You can pray. You can pray. You can pray. You can fast. You can do all that stuff. But if every night you keep going to the bar, it's a, it's a good chance you're not going to be able to stick with that promise you're making to God. You got to change your environment. You can't hang around them kind of people. Don't cast what is holy before swine and dogs. Because if you cast your pearls for swine, they're going to step on them. They don't understand that it's holy. It's going to step on, trample on them. Because they don't have no, they have no value for what God values. If you cast it before dogs, they will come back and bite you because they have no, they have no understanding. Wait a minute, I don't do those things because I'm holy, I'm set aside. Amen. I used to have friends in the military and in high school that when I would tell them, hey, I don't do certain things, they would, that's the thing they would try to get me to do. 
ungodly people, evil. they were evil. I said, hey, I don't smoke. Hey, man, have a cigarette. Bro, I just told you I don't smoke. Come on, man, one cigarette. Bro, everybody here smoke. I know, but not me. These vocal cords have been set aside. Oh, come on to the club. Come on. Yeah, go back. Come on to the club. I don't go to the club. Why? Because, number one, I'm married. And a married man, they ain't, they ain't got no business being in the club being a married man. Number two, I'm holy. I'm not going in that ungodly place. Oh, you just, come on, man. You got to go. Come on. I'll pay your way. That's, that's evil. Trying to get what God has set aside for righteousness. You got to be careful with people like that. Those kind of people you don't need in your life. But, but, but I had other friends, too, that may have not been in the faith, like I was in the faith, when I would say, hey, I, this is what I do. They would respect that. You got to be careful who you're hanging around. Because some people, even though they may not be Christian, may have a good heart. But there's other people who are dogs and swine. They're evil, and they want you to do evil, too. And if you cast your pearl before them, they don't understand the value of that. And they'll just step all over it. This is a foundational principle that if you hear it and you do it, your house will stand. Be careful how you treat other people and be careful who you hang around. Amen. I'm going to do one more and I'm done. He said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For every one of you that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth. This is verse 8. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, who, who, who among you, whom if his son asked bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked a fish, would give him a serpent? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? This is a principle that you need to build your house on, is that I need to ask, I need to seek. And I need to knock. And, and, and Jesus even puts it into a format that we can understand. Like if, if, if you will take care of your own as a human, just a fleshly human, how much more do you think God would take care of you? If you would just ask, if you would just seek, and if you would knock. You just ask God. You know what? Sometimes we, 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 we forget to ask God. We ask everybody else, but we forget to ask God. We, we, we totally forget. We forget to knock. We, we forget to seek out God's will. And we forget to get that word and knock on the heart of God. Say, God, is this what I'm, is this, is this right for me? Is this, is this right for my life? Is this right? You need to be persistent in these three things. This is a foundational principle of Jesus is trying to preach us, teach us these foundational principles that if we would hear them, and do them, our house will stand. That if we ask God for things, if we seek out God's will, and if we're not, like, like we'll ask everybody in the world. We'll, we'll call up people that we ain't talked to in 10 years. Hey, what you think about this? What you think about that? And we never find a place just to ask God. He said, well, God don't talk. Yes, he does. You, just, you, just, you, you can't hear him because you're used to somebody talking back to you. You're used to language. And me and you want language all the time. We want God to speak to us in an audible voice. But God will speak to you. He'll speak to you through people that love you. He'll speak to you through men of God, women of God in your life. He'll speak to you through situations. You want it so bad and the door keeps closing. My God, if the door keeps closing, quit 
turning the lock. Maybe God don't want you to go through that door. But if the door opens, walk through it. God talks. We just, sometimes we, just, we don't want to hear him because we want, no, God didn't speak to me. Well, yeah, he did. He spoke to you five different times, but you wanted it to be a certain way, and God don't always speak. Sometimes he speaks through a bush. Sometimes he speaks through a donkey. Sometimes he speaks through a cloud. God speaks in different ways and in different situations and in different times. And sometimes God can speak through the man of God. And sometimes God can speak through a mother or a father, a genuine person who loves God, who's praying for you. We need to, we need to learn how to listen for things. If we're asking God, we need to listen. If we're seeking, then we need to look. And if we're knocking, then we need to be patient. Who knocks and this opens the door? Who does that? That's root. You don't just knock and open the door. You knock and you wait for the door to be open, right? And, 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 and we keep knocking and the door open, we just leave. Like, no, wait a little while. He's coming. He'll hear you. He'll open it. Take, this is a foundational principle of walking with God, of your house being built on a firm foundation. It's just ask God. Ask God. Listen to a podcast, and I love podcasts, and uh, I just, you know, sometimes I, I listen to inspirational leadership podcasts, but sometimes I just listen to random, you know, just stories, true, true, true crime, things like that. If any podcasters in the house, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I, I have a good mix. If you want to see my podcast library, let me know. I'll show you. I got a good mix. But this one uh, podcast I listen to, it's a, this, this lady, she travels all over, the, all over the world, and she speaks about forgiveness. <clears throat> and she speaks about forgiveness, and she tells the story of when the police came to her house to tell her that her son-in-law had shot her daughter in the head and killed her. And she was standing at the door. She said these two policemen came to the front door, opened the door, but I saw them, and she knew that their marriage was on the rocks. And, and these two policemen said, uh, you know, we have, we, we have bad news. There's been a shooting. She immediately thought, oh, no, he shot himself. Oh, God, he was so sad, so distraught, he shot, shot himself. And he said, she said, oh, no, did he shoot himself? And they said, no, ma'am, he actually shot your daughter. And he, she goes, oh, no, no, how is she? And the two police officers say, ma'am, she, she didn't make it. She didn't make it. And he, he shot himself as well. And she was like, oh, no, they're both, they're both gone. And they go, no, 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 he actually lived. He, he survived his wounds, and it looks like he's going to be okay. And she's just so distraught. And she, I mean, she, she tells us in a moment. She, t- she looks at the two police officers, and she said, do you mind if I pray? This convicted me. Because a lot of times we want to ask God last. But the, here's this woman who, who probably don't even have the truth like I have the truth. Who looks at these two police officers and says, do you mind if I pray? And the police officers say, uh, of course. And she said, I lifted my hands right there in front of those two police officers. And I said, Jesus, you got to help me. Jesus, I can't do this. Jesus, can you help me do this? And she said, immediately, I felt peace come over me. She said, immediately, I felt forgiveness for that man that had took my daughter's life. Immediately, I felt love for him. Immediately, I felt, immediately. I was listening to this podcast today, and I thought, my God, what a convicting story. That we could just ask God in a moment, and he would do what we asked him. But when's the last time you really asked him anything? I mean, truthfully, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, 
I mean, we, we preach that. We sing it. We talk about it. But when's the last time you really just stopped and said, wait, wait, everybody stop. I need to pray. Lord, Jesus, would, would you just help me with this? I, I will really appreciate it. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much for answering my prayer, helping me. When's the last time you really did that? We, 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 we talk about being Christian all the time and, and, and living for God and loving God and loving Jesus. But honestly, I'm just, I'm just asking an honest question right now, even to myself. When's the last time I just stopped and was like, you know what? Forget all of this. Everybody hold up. I'm going to talk to Jesus for a minute. Jesus, what do you think about this? Could you help me? He said, because if you ask, I'll give it. If you seek it, you'll find it. And if you knock, I'll open it. Whosoever heareth that and doeth that, the storm won't blow his house away. Because when the rain is coming and the flood is growing and the winds are beating, he'll be in his house on his knees saying, God, would you please keep this house afloat? God, would you keep my, would you keep my life going on? When the, when the marriage is on the rocks, he'll find a place and put his knees and say, God, you told me you'd never leave me. You told me you'd never forsake me. Can you help me right now, God? Can you give me answers? Can you help me? And that's a foundation that God can stabilize. What's going on in your world right now that if you, if you just stopped tonight, when you went home and you just got by yourself and you just went home and got by yourself and maybe said, hey, guys, I'm going to go alone for a minute. And just talk to God for a minute. I've been talking to my mom. I've been talking to my dad. I've been talking to everybody. I've been talking to pastor. I've been talking to Joe. I've been talking to Bill. I've been talking to Ted. I've been talking to everybody. But I ain't really, I, honestly, I asked Jesus nothing. True story. Jesus, I really could use some help. I wonder how many of our life would change if we could just ask, seek, and knock. And it wouldn't be a scripture in the book. And it wouldn't be some song that we sing. And it wouldn't be just some message that we heard. But we think that we actually do. Whosoever heareth them and doeth them. Because if you ask, he'll answer. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, he is faithful to open. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.